There are numerous instances in true crime where the murder weapons used are quite unconventional. I thought I'd seen a lot already, but then I came across this particularly unusual case. In a region of India known as Kerala, a woman was tragically found dead, and the murder weapon was, shockingly, a cobra. This raises questions. Who was responsible for this woman's death? And what was their motive? Today, we're going to explore a case filled with betrayal and a disturbing conspiracy. It's known as the Kerala snakebite murder case or the Uthra murder case. And it's sure to leave an impact. Let's delve into the details. On May 7th, 2020, a tragic event unfolded when 25-year-old Uthra was found unconscious in her room at her parents' home in Anchal, Kerala. Her mother, Mani Magalai, discovered her and realized something was wrong when, despite repeated attempts, Uthra did not respond. The situation became more alarming when a large cobra was found in the same room where Uthra had been sleeping with her husband, Suraj. The night before, Uthra and Suraj had gone to bed after dinner. Interestingly, Suraj, who typically woke up late, left the house early the next morning, while Uthra didn't wake up at her usual time. The snake was killed and Uthra was rushed to the hospital. The presence of the cobra in the room and Suraj's early departure that morning raised suspicions. Sadly, upon reaching the hospital, Uthra was declared dead. This news devastated Uthra's family. Overcome with grief, they mourned the loss of their beloved family member who had left them at such a young age. After Uthra's tragic death, the local people and her neighbors mentioned the Sarpakopam, meaning the snake's revenge, because Uthra had previously been injured in a similar incident. But her parents were doubtful and suspected that there was something more to her death. A week later, her father went to the police to report her death as suspicious. Her father had suspicions about Suraj, Uthra's husband, thinking he might have planned this to gain control over their assets. Uthra had told her parents that Suraj knew how to handle dangerous snakes. Interestingly, about two months earlier, she had been bitten by a Russell's viper. The police began to wonder if Suraj was connected to both incidents. To ensure justice for Uthra, the prosecution assembled a team of specialists, including herpetologists, experts in reptiles and amphibians, zoologists, snake handlers, and wildlife officials experienced in dealing with cobra and viper bites. Veterinary doctors and surgeons performed a necropsy, an animal autopsy, on the snake, which was exhumed during the investigation. Uthra's autopsy report revealed she died from cobra venom. The examination highlighted two unusual bite marks on her left forearm. 
they were deeper and spaced further apart than typical snake bites. Additionally, traces of drugs were found in her body, but not in typical prescription amounts, hinting that the snake bite might not have been accidental. The snake, about 152 centimeters long, was found starved and partly decomposed. A committee led by Dr. Sasakala was formed to investigate whether the snake bite was natural or intentional. They noted that Uthra's bite marks were deeper, about 2.3 centimeters to 2.8 centimeters, than what a cobra of this size would normally inflict. And the fang widths in her wounds were also unusually wide. This could indicate forced bites, where the snake's jaws were held open wider than normal. Additionally, the repeated striking behavior of the cobra, rather than attempting to escape, further suggested that the bite was not a defensive act, but likely deliberate. These factors led the investigators to suspect homicide. In their investigation, the Kerala police conducted an experiment to understand how Uthra's snake bite might have occurred. This setup involved placing the dummy representing Uthra on a bed and releasing a cobra near it. Despite attempts to provoke the snake, it did not bite the dummy. This behavior is typical of cobras, which generally do not bite without a significant reason. Even when the snake was directly placed on the dummy multiple times, it didn't attack and instead tried to hide at the corner of the bed. The team further tried to entice the snake by placing raw chicken meat near the dummy's arm, but the cobra still refrained from biting. This experiment led the police to conclude that the cobra didn't bite Uthra voluntarily. Instead, it suggested that someone might have deliberately manipulated the cobra, possibly holding it by the head to ensure it injected venom into Uthra. The sequence of events also raised doubts. Uthra was first bitten by a viper, recovered, and then just two weeks later, she was bitten by a cobra. Experts found it highly unusual to have a cobra bite so soon after being treated for a viper bite. The first incident in March 2020 occurred at Suraj's parents' house, located in a wet and marshy area, an unsuitable habitat for Russell's vipers, which prefer dry areas. Also, Russell's vipers usually don't bite without being provoked and are less likely to bite a sleeping person. The location and nature of Uthra's first bite marks were also not usual. The intense pain typically caused by these bites suggested that Uthra might have been sedated, as she didn't react immediately to the bites. An official from the forest department, with experiences in venomous snake bites, testified about the severe pain they caused supporting this theory. After Uthra's two snakebite incidents, snake expert Vava Shuresh inspected both homes and advised the family to contact the police, suspecting forced action. Suraj's inconsistent stories, first claiming the snake came through the window, and later changing to different scenarios, raised suspicions of fabrication to cover his involvement in the crime. The police researched previous cases involving poisonous snakes as murder weapons, often leading to acquittals due to the challenge of proving intentional murder. 
They studied similar cases from Nagpur in 2011 and Indore in 2019 to strengthen their approach. Further investigation revealed calls from Suraj's phone to Suresh, a snake handler. This led to their interrogation and arrest, implicating Suraj more directly in the case. All right, so here's the situation in Uthra's family. Uthra, who was disabled, married Suraj on March 25th, 2018. Her family gave Suraj a hefty dowry, including gold, a car, and cash. Despite this, Suraj still wanted more, and Uthra's parents kept supporting him financially. But after they had a child, Suraj became unhappy with Uthra's disability and secretly planned to get rid of her without losing the financial benefits of the marriage. He didn't want a divorce because that would mean giving up the dowry. Just a few months before Uthra's death, her parents noticed her unhappiness and financial troubles. They even considered a divorce and tried to get their assets back, but were swayed by emotional appeals from Suraj's family. Turns out, Suraj was eyeing Uthra's gold and life insurance, planning to keep it all and marry someone else. He had already taken a loan against her gold in April 2020. He bluntly told one of Uthra's relatives that he couldn't tolerate living with her because of her disability, revealing his lack of empathy and affection. Suraj, a private bank employee from Kolam, started planning to harm his wife a year after their marriage. His phone's internet history showed frequent searches about venomous snakes and snake rescuers in Kerala since October 2019. Just five days before his first murder attempt on February 26, 2020, Suraj bought a viper from Suresh, claiming he needed it for a rat problem. They met secretly during a lockdown, and a nearby CCTV camera happened to be non-functional. On February 29, 2020, Suraj tried to make the viper bite Uthra by placing it in a container on the staircase. When Uthra saw the snake and raised an alarm, Suraj removed it. Two days later, on March 2, 2020, he made another attempt. He sedated Uthra with medicated porridge and let the viper bite her. He delayed taking her to the hospital, hoping she would die. Despite her extreme pain, he dismissed her cries and told her to sleep. Her mother eventually took her to the hospital, where Uthra survived, but ended up in the ICU. Suraj then disposed of the snake and evidence. While Uthra was in the hospital, Suraj continued researching cobras online. In April 2020, he contacted Suresh again. This time for a large cobra, and bought a five-foot-long female cobra on April 24, 2020. The viper bite left Uthra bedridden for about 52 days, requiring skin grafting on her leg due to a large, severe wound. After extensive treatment at the hospital, she was just starting to walk again when she was discharged and went to her parents' house near Adur. He frequently visited Uthra under the guise of caring for her, but just days after her discharge from the hospital, he drugged her with juice and had the cobra bite her multiple times on her hand and arm, ensuring her death. 
His cruel plan worked, and Uther died from these bites. After the attack, Siraj stayed up all night, cleaning the glass used for the sedative laced juice and disposing of the stick he used to handle the snake. He also deleted his phone's call history to remove any evidence of contacting the snake handler. But the proximity of the two snake bite incidents, combined with scientific evidence and statements from Uthra's parents, strengthened the court case against Suraj. The use of a snake as a murder weapon presented a unique and initially perplexing challenge for investigators. Eventually, Suraj Kumar was arrested as the primary suspect. The snake catcher, Suresh Kumar, was also implicated. Suresh testified that Suraj had purchased a snake from him, and he only learned of Uthra's death through the newspapers. In court, Suraj claimed innocence, suggesting that Uthra's family had falsely accused him due to a property dispute and custody issues over their child. But the court found no substantial reason to acquit him of the charges. Siraj soon publicly confessed to buying a cobra from Kumar and using it to kill his wife. In early June 2020, Uthra's father-in-law was also arrested for destroying evidence and hiding gold jewelry. Uthra's parents reported that most of her dowry was still missing. On October 13th, Siraj was sentenced to 17 years of imprisonment, plus double life imprisonment, and a huge amount of fine for murder, attempted murder, poisoning, and destroying evidence. The court labeled the murder as diabolic, brutal, and heinous, but opted for multiple life sentences over the death penalty for Siraj, considering his youth and a clean record. At the time of Uthra's death, their young child was entrusted to Uthra's parents by the Child Welfare Committee. This case was unique in Kerala, being the first to involve a live animal as a murder weapon. Siraj's method of using a trained snake was exceptionally rare and unconventional. Dowry-related deaths remain a serious issue in India, with about 21 dowry deaths reported daily, despite legal prohibitions. Deep-rooted patriarchal norms often compel women to tolerate dowry harassment. In Indian weddings, the bride's family bears substantial financial burdens, and there's an expectation for daughters to adjust, leading sometimes to extreme and violent outcomes. It's crucial to challenge and reassess societal norms that trap women in unhealthy marriages. Tragic cases like Uthra's serve as a stark reminder of the need to actively address and speak out against these issues. We must take proactive steps to prevent such tragedies from recurring, and ensure that no more lives are lost in similar circumstances. That's all for today. Thanks for watching.